0: Week 23 here at Christian Ultra Libertarians for Truth. Uh, let's just talk on our weekly uh, message about the way we think, the way we approach the world and the faith especially. It appears that most human beings, if not all, arrive in this world with some pretty hardwired traits that you really can't do much about. I mean, we are what we are, as people say, and these traits are in both personality and then in, in body, you know, in the, in the way we look and, and act and, and, and relate. Some are born with some ex- exceptional uh, skills and gifts in, in things like sports and, and hard sciences and uh, things ap- applicable to the entertainment industry. You look at uh, like films of Eddie Murphy when he's a little boy in his parents' living room and he's as funny then as he is today, you know, and others uh, uh, are equipped uh, a little bit differently, maybe more subdued, a little less, a uh, little more benign in their traits. And we run the spectrum. And, and so, uh, hold on, I just lost my place. Um, we all know those kids in school who they have all the right answers to every question. You know, and they're they're just there's just a type. They're really uh, sharp and and uh, kids who can run really fast or swim really well or uh, they seem to possess some traits that you're they're just destined for success or at least that's how we perceive them. Sometimes we're surprised where they end up, but from one point of view we think that they're just destined. And and perhaps you're one of them. And perhaps you've taken advantage of these blessed traits that you have inherited and these innate skills, and and you've capitalized on them, and that's fine. In my estimation, one of the central ingredients to a happy, I really don't like that word, I don't use it much, but a happy and fulfilled life, as the philosophers talk about, uh, is for a person, you, me, anybody, to discover who they are, how God has made them, you know, and it's not always fun because our discoveries reveal that sometimes God has not made us in ways that we would like, you know, I've always wanted to be three inches taller, always, I've always wanted to be in the six foot uh, four, it's just not in the cards. it's not going to happen, Right? So we enter life, and you start observing things around you, and you start saying, "Wow, you know, uh, these people are this way; these people are that way." We see what the media promotes, you know, and and you start to say, "Wow, you know," and then some people also are able to look at what they have and are grateful, and they're they're happy that they're even alive. It's all this makeup that we have when we enter the world, and. And it has to be admitted, if you believe in God, that he is the one that has allowed all this life to unfold as it has. Both people who are good and people who are evil, and, and tall people and short people and thin people and fat people, smart people and dumb people. All of these things, if you believe in a God who at least is watching what's happening and has an interest in what's happening, He's at least allowed it to go on. If you were teaching the lessons here, perhaps you would approach them through the makeup of being a linear thinker, sequential thinker, step by step. Uh, Great linear minds have helped us in this world through so many advances, like in medical uh, advances or technical advances, and you can't overlook the value of linear thinkers in this world. Let me tell you something. I want a linear thinker flying the plane I'm on. I don't want a non-linear thinker, all right? So great linear thinker Albert Einstein once said, the world as we have created it is a process of our thinking. It cannot be changed without changing our thinking and and that's why we have scripture tell us uh, to renew our minds the mind is it, it, it contains what the world is and so if you want to change your place in the world you got to change your mind you got to change your thinking you have to see that you know the world might be made of all these diverse things and that you might possess some things and not possess others and if, it, if all these things trouble you you got to change your way of thinking about it. If not, it's going to remain the same. It's you who changes things in the world through your thinking and perspective of it. It's not the world itself. Linear thinking is called sequential thinking. And it's ordered. It typically starts at the beginning of something and creates processes and maps uh, to bring them to an appropriate end of what they're seeking to do. Sequential thinkers are really big, typically, on laws and rules and and consistencies and formulas, uh, which they may or may not use in other areas of their life to come to conclusions on matters, right? And the scientific method and things like that are all part of the linear thinkers' approach to life. Many of us have some competence or level of sequential thinking. I mean it's just, it's just part of most people's lives. And I think the Living God for everyone who has a great deal of it, uh, because the advances in our world are tied to that type of uh, mindset. But the other major category, uh, and these mix with us, right? But the other major category of, of, of thinking and looking at something, Uh, is going to be non-linear, right? You have linear thinkers. You're going to have non-linear thinkers, uh, non-sequential thinkers. And if linear thinking is sequential, then we might suggest that non-sequential thinking is when someone does not follow a sequence but pulls from all different types of information coming into their mind and making assumptions and conjectures and decisions based on a multifaceted uh, group of uh, factors instead of the law consistently one upon another. So there's a great deal of abstraction in the process of a nonlinear thinker. And as a result, there is a lot of imagination. And when imagination comes in, sometimes those things can't be... Proven to be sound or right it, it, They, they kind of go against The scientific method And often nonlinear thinkers start at the end of Something and they don't necessarily work backward They just start at the end of it And they work all around it They start in the middle and they go to the beginning And the end It's a very different mindset But it is as Different as Somebody who can uh, run the hundred in world record time versus a scientist who can discover why uh, cancer destroys the lungs. I mean, it's just so different. And yet God has put us in a world where these things exist. And we do so much of this, you know, and uh, there's a lot of artistry in nonlinear thinkers and the way they think, and uh, so all of it comes down to differentiation in brain genetics makeup. Linear thinking is akin to logic, and nonlinear thinking is akin to creativity. And logic is an activity that is governed apparently by the left brain, and uh, and uh, nonlinear thinkers is is. Uh, governed by the right brain, but guess what? God has given us both, that's my point. And when there are differences, there are always wars. And so we have, you know, uh, we have nonlinear thinkers calling linear thinkers in school geeks and nerds. And uh, and then we have uh, linear thinkers uh, calling nonlinear thinkers, uh, you know, free spirits or dumb jocks or stuff like that. Right? We categorize all these people because we need to get through this life with some system of order that makes sense to our brains, so that we can just work through it. You know, you look at a person, you say you're a geek, you're a dumb jock, and you just keep going, right? And that creates warfare. And so I'm bringing this all now to a place in the faith. When we look at the Christian faith in the contributions of our linear thinkers, those contributions have lent to some great advances in systematic theology. I mean, because they can take and they can summarize and systematize and sequentially explain the faith, Uh, Many of our theological uh, uh, positions in the faith today are because of linear thinkers. And um, the most famous would be people like John Calvin. Before him would be Augustine. These guys were really great thinkers, like legal minds, right? Great surgeons. And uh, Wayne Grudem, John MacArthur today, is a linear thinker. A hodge, and 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 so there's thousands of them, but the big ones are the more they're able to take in and then orderly put it forth as doctrine, and then that doctrine becomes praxis and becomes dogma, and it becomes what fortifies the foundation of brick and mortar churches. It's theologi- It's uh, it's systematic theology. So uh, on the other hand. There have been people out there who are not linear thinking Christians, and they are, might include people like Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who uh, he tried to assassinate Hitler and was killed for it, uh, but he was a more flowery thinker. Um, the guy who, uh, Leo Tolstoy is, was not a systematic theologian, he was someone who borrowed from all sorts of concepts and brought them together through a much more artistic approach to the faith. Karl Barth is another one, and and then if you want to step outside of like what people say is is standard Christianity, you could go to people like Ellen G. White or Mary Baker Eddy or Russell uh, Taz, uh, the guy who did Seventh Day Advent. I mean. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, Joseph Smith. Okay. And you could even look at C.S. Lewis. Not, not necessarily a linear thinker, but a non-linear, non-sequential thinker in the faith. And they produce stuff that, you know, they might write books like The Shack, you know, and theologically they might not be dead on, but they they express their faith through these means. And so, like I said in school, you have wars through linear and nonlinear. Well, we have these wars uh, between the linear and nonlinear Christians. And the linear Christians uh, are often seen by others uh, as dogmatic and maybe unloving, caring, uh, uncaring, and cold. Because they systematically see things this way. If I'm going to be biased, they would be like Germans. You know, I have a friend who's a German, and everything is ordered. Very accomplished guy. And, but I'm, and every, time, every time he gets in that mode, I just start laughing at him. I say, your German's coming out. I mean, they should do this with these people, and they should put them in this line, and they should, you know. And that's how linear thinking goes, and so it can be interpreted as being cold. And indifferent And then uh, Linear thinkers will often look at Non-linear thinkers And they'll criticize them as being Too wild um, Heretical uh, Untrained um, And uh, Or people who rely on their flesh And therefore They're unsaved Or heretical And this is in the spectrum of Christianity so we have this war that goes on between the linear thinkers who are typically, you know, of a certain theological ilk and then the non-linear thinkers. And this, we have to admit that somewhere in between lies the reality. And the reality probably is no one knows what we're talking about completely. And we need to learn to get along. We need to cross over the aisle and embrace people who approach the faith in different ways. Now, admittedly, I have difficulty with linear-thinking Christians. I am a mix of the two, personally, but straight linear thinking does remove, in my estimation, the love in many ways. But that's that's my approach. I suggest that any believer who is humble in their heart toward God and seek to know him in spirit and truth has a place, an acceptable place in the body and that we don't need to worry about those differences or point fingers. Is it possible for both nonlinear and linear thinkers in the faith, speaking on the broad scale, for the Joseph Smiths to get along with the John Calvins, Uh, You know, is it possible for John MacArthur to embrace uh, somebody like Rob Bell in our modern day? Because until that happens, we haven't come to a knowledge of the faith. That's what Paul says. You know, until we see that in the kingdom of God, uh, there are uh, termites and there are uh, grizzly bears. And we are going to have to understand that these differences do not exclude they should include so long as those people are standing on a desire to be humble and to love and to walk by faith our linear thinking brothers will say the and sisters the christian path is known it's agreed upon it is understood it's set very linear right Our nonlinear brothers and sisters claim that there are numerous uncertainties, all sorts of vagaries, that the faith can't be accessed by anything but the spirit and people should be free to kind of figure out what they believe. These positions boil down in some minds to people being letter of the law people versus spirit of the law. God's law versus God's love. And perhaps since God made all of us, we ought to see that it's important for both parties to be involved so that we can uh, survive and continue on, not as these disparate uh, uh, infighting segments of belief, but to unite in Christ, to unite irrespective of doctrinal differences, to let the linear thinkers believe linearly and let the non-linear believers believe non-sequentially and let us gather together under the umbrella of Christ and love each other, learn together, and do what we can to promote the faith in that way. Uh, And that lies at the basis of Christian uh, Christian Ultra-Libertarians for Truth. We're trying to be ultra-libertarians toward all people. And we are not saying we agree with anyone if we don't agree with them, but what we are saying is we give them the right for God to judge them, assess them, and decide what he's going to do with them. But while they're here and along the way, we are going to love, we are going to walk by faith, and we are going to... um, uh, uh, try to engage with everybody under the banner, under the, that's not a good title right now, under the umbrella of God. So um, just remember, uh, God is just, God is merciful, God is the judge, and where the spirit of Christ is, there is liberty. And any of the walls, any of the rhetoric, animus that has been lifted up, because men and women are different, should be brought down and we should unite in the faith of Jesus Christ. Love you guys.